Hello and welcome to Be Powerful with Liz and Lee. It's a new day and we're so glad you're here. So you can expect to hear candid conversations on what it means to be powerful. Live authentically, live in the midst of ups and downs, productively, and above all else, joyfully. We are so thankful for you, our community of listeners, and we hope you enjoy today's show. Hi, everybody. We have a little before the show for you today. Hey, Liz. Hi, Lee. So we're super proud of you. I'm super proud of you. you. And I know you're very excited because today's podcast is all about how you have an article in the Huffington Post. And we recorded a podcast last week before it came out that you all are about to hear. And before we get into that, we wanted to do a little reflection about how kind of you feel after that article has come out and a little bit about the feedback and how you're feeling. So tell me, what's up? I'm feeling a lot better than I felt the day we did the podcast, but I really mm-hmm. like what's, what, what you're getting ready to listen to. Um, I was really nervous that day. Sure. Because I was, I had no idea how it would be received, and it's a national publication with Huffington Post, and that was a first for me, and it was also very intimate about our story. Right. And um, so you never know how that sort of thing is going to come off. And so here we are on a Sunday afternoon, and we decided to do a sort of a, a beginning of the before the show starts. Yeah. Um, how we're feeling, and the way I'm feeling is great. <laughs> and to elaborate on that, um, we've had a ton of feedback. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was really pleased to be on this uh, publication, and I've, not only have we gotten messages from people from everywhere, positive, mostly for the most part positive, sure. um, but it's been a little bit eye-opening to mm. how many people related to that story mm. and how many people are going through similar circumstances. Right, right. Right? Well, so begin first with, I want to know why, and I know, but tell us more about why you were so nervous. I mean, that's, that's the obvious, you know, well, it's a maybe big deal. Not, maybe not. Sure. Um, because I've, I've, I've published a book before, right? Mm-hmm. And I've written other things, but I've never been published in a national publication. And, you know. Not your story. My story. Mm-hmm. My story. Now, if I'd written about somebody else, that would have been still or very exciting. The, the workout or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I've never written an intimate story mm-hmm. about myself and you in, in this mm-hmm. episode. And your family, yeah. And, and my family. So... This was putting it on the line. And I also think that's one of those great things that, I don't know, it, it felt really good to do. Mm-hmm. It felt anything that really hits my gut and is nerve wracking, I know that's good <laughs> stuff because, you know, whatever comes out of that is going to be interesting. So sure, what has come out of it is I, we, I've gotten an email from our the publisher who said, gosh, there's a lot of people reading this and responding and bravo or brava as they say to ladies. So, um, <laughs> um, anyway, I, I think I just wanted to come on and say what, how much I appreciate right. you all listening to this podcast you're going to listen to. I think we have some really good points to talk about, about telling our own story. This is not just on the surface level, a story about Lee and I, it's a story about, uh, love and courage and, being yourself and um, 
moving through life the way we encourage people to do, no matter what's going on. Exactly. And I do think the point of the podcast is, you know, the strength and the courage it takes to tell your story. And I do think that no matter what the feedback would have been to this article, even though it is positive, because I think it, it shines through, you know, the strength of your message and the beauty of what you're trying to share. Even if the feedback had been different, I think the moral of the story is the same, that we all have a place and a voice to share. Exactly. You know, and it will affect, impact at least one other person. And this one specifically has positively influenced and impacted a lot of people. And that's, you know, lucky and beautiful and wonderful. And I knew it would, but no matter what, I think the, the message of telling your story and listening to other people Mm -hmm. and giving them space to tell their story is really powerful. And no matter how it makes you feel on one side or the other, you know, there's respect for us all on a human level. Right. We, we got all the positive feedback. Of course, there's negative feedback too. And any, any, story that has any teeth in it is going to have both. Sure. And so when we, when Lee said, wow, there is some negative feedback, (laughs) I went fantastic. Bring it on because you want your story. At least I I think in this publication, I want it to be a conversation stopper, a starter, not stopper, starter. (laughs) And, uh, I think if we're just trying to homogenize life and to live the way others think we should, then that's going to be a pretty boring story. But mm. just so happens that um, I think that we resonate with uh, some other people mm-hmm. and whether we do or not, and if it brings out anger or, or uh, whatever it brings joy, out in joy, whatever, it's, it's bringing forth a conversation about relationship and what's important. And that's what we're trying to do with this podcast. And the other thing is, is we talked about the news last week and here <laughs> we are in the news. So. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much all I had to yeah, say. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. Thank you. Thank you all for continuing to listen and watch and read along. If you need anything, please let us know and we'll be back next week, but we hope you enjoy the show. I hope you enjoy this podcast and please listen through and let me know what you think. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you're still nervous. I am. I am. That's true. All right. Thank you guys. Enjoy. And we're back. Hi, Lee. Hi, Liz. Happy day. Lots of stuff going on. Yeah. Oh, how are you? I'm good. Good. I'm a little nervous, but I'm good. Okay, well, let's just jump right into it. No, we don't have to jump right in. Let's talk around it. We should. No, no, you don't want to deal with it. So we're going to go right into it head first because I like talking around things. We should do. No, I don't like going straight in, right? No, there's no point to ignore this because this is great news. Yes. You had the very large honor of writing an article that got picked up by the Huffington Post. Yeah, no, that's exciting. Are you so excited? I really am excited. I'm excited and floored all at the same time. Mm. Yeah, who thought? Who thought? Who I thought that the Huffington Post would want to hear my story, right? Everybody wants to hear your story. But anyway, it came out last Friday. Mm-hmm. And what we're going to do is have you read a little bit, kind of like an intro, mm-hmm. a little teaser. Yeah. And kind of talk about that, sharing your story and seeing where it leads us. Do you feel good about that? I feel nervous about it, but yeah, I'll do it. And I really hope that um, people will actually go to the Huffington Post right. link. That w- we'll put it in we'll here. We'll put it in the show notes yeah. and read it because 
I don't want to read too much of it. I'm just sort of going to read like, you know, the part that doesn't make me nervous, right? So <laughs> I will say this. It's um, the title of this this thing they wrote. Mm. Should I even tell them the title? Well, yeah, it's already come out. Just okay, read it. It's already come out. Right. You're going to so read it. You're going to read this. So the title kind of floored me. I didn't write this part. They said, the title at Huffington Post was, I was married to my husband for 37 years, then I fell in love with my best friend. So this is bold. And I thought, wow, that was bold. And certainly in life it was. Um, and so th- right under that, they wrote a little blurb from my, um, by, uh, from my article. Mm-hmm which said, can you fall in love in an instant? Maybe, but I think it was a feeling that, but I think that, see, I'm stuttering over my own words. I wrote this. Can you fall in love in an instant? Maybe, but I think this feeling had been building for a long time without me realizing it. Can you change in an instant? Absolutely. And hell yes. So yeah, that was the beginning. So I'll read a little bit and see if we can sort of get to the point of why I'm even reading this besides the fact that I'm really honored. Sure. It's okay to be nervous. And I would read it for you because I'd like to do masterpiece theater. You could. No, but it's your voice. And so it's like your audiobook of your HuffPost article. You do have masterpiece theater, but let's see if I can just read in my own voice, reading my okay. own writing. So this is the article. This is the beginning of how it starts. I'm not going to go into the story. At 64 years old, I took a very deep breath, divorced my husband of 37 years, fell in love with a woman and began reconstructing my life authentically with a new purpose. Ending a marriage that had been on life support for far too long freed me from the constraints of fear and societal norms, which I had allowed to hold me hostage in search for honesty and self. To paraphrase former First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt, I did the thing I must not do, which in turn became my ticket to freedom. Not only freedom from a stale marriage, but freedom to sound my own horn, to explore my passion and sexuality, and to finally become the person I was hesitant and afraid to become, to become powerful. I'd been playing small for far too long, living in the shadow of others' expectation and my own limited self-worth, while preaching to my business clients about finding their own power, accepting it, and moving forward into living their truth. I even wrote a book called Be Powerful, Find Your Strength at Any Age, which became an Amazon bestseller thanks to clients and others who wanted to know my secrets to looking and feeling good in my 60s. But in writing that book, I began to feel an expansion, a feeling I had yet to verbalize even to myself. As I wrote my story of vulnerability and strength, which was genuine, I began to realize deep down that I was writing the story I wanted to hear, but not in its entirety. So there's the intro, folks. Yay. <laughs> Boy, I feel really weird reading that. Anyway. No, just leave it. I'm leaving it. Good. Dissect it. Yes. Okay, so how do you feel now, though? Huh. Good. I'm really excited. And I'm What re- makes you so nervous? Because these are my words and these are my stories. This, uh, my but don't story. you think we've shared our story? We have. We have. I'm not sure why I'm so nervous, mm-hmm. except I've, I feel pride in this one. How come? And it's not just because it's on a national publication. The pride is that finally I put the words that I've been working on in my head and on my sheets of paper and on my computer finally into really 2,000 plus words Mm -hmm. that expressed exactly who I am. And to the feeling of releasing my story publicly, which I've already done, but to really write it and have people that don't know my story 
read it and hopefully, and really I pray that this is, this is what it's about. It's about them understanding my story in order to get to their own story and to release whatever's holding them back or holding Mm -hmm. anybody back and becoming their most authentic self and realizing how full and rich and joyful and abundant life can be. Yeah. So why am I nervous? Because I'm really kind of humbled and excited and right proud all in one little fell swoop. <laughs> I love that. And I think too, I mean, it's one thing to kind of say your story and be like, okay, here I am. It's another to continue to develop or unfold right. that story. And I think that moment of vulnerability, anytime you share a little with the whole world, no matter how big or small is a big deal. I think it is. And my sharing my story is, again, the reason I wrote my story was also, it it was a release, mm-hmm. but also a comprehensive note to myself, note to self. You did this for a reason. Mm-hmm. You did this for yourself. Mm-hmm. But what can you do for yourself that in order, to, that also opens the way for others? Right. And I'm not going to say that I did it in an altruistic way completely because it felt really good to finally say what I've said probably in in many words and sometimes awkwardly and to really put it in a a body of work that I'm very proud of. Right. A different claim on it. And I think innately anything that makes us fearful or scared or nervous there's some sort of like right or wrong on the other side. Like I am nervous to offend somebody, to rub somebody the wrong way, to say something about, you know, your marriage or your family that Mm -hmm. might not feel good. And while everything you have to offer is already on the table, I mean, I think that's interesting to explore a little bit. Like you mentioned the constraints and fear of societal norms, right? Mm -hmm. So you're playing against the norm. Right. And so... Every time you talk about it, no matter how far down the line we go together, that might make you feel nervous. And I think it's hopefully like normalizing being able to tell your story that's not in the societal norm. I think you're right. And thank you for saying that. And and what I want to also say is I really another reason I really hope people will read this at the link at the Huffington Post post, which will be on this podcast, is that I think there's a way, and I say this about my ex-husband and about my Mm -hmm. family, my daughter, that you can blow the the roof off of what societal norms, uh, family norms, Mm -hmm. all the norms, and you can do it in a loving way. Right. And you can do it. And in this story, I think it's a love letter to my all my people. Exactly. I really do. You. I think that my ex-husband, my daughter. And me, mm. so it, it's all the it's all the things that I like to um, remind people of, and the nervousness is that I'm still a vulnerable human being, exactly. and evolving just like you are, and all of us are, and. It feels really good, good to have it published in the I know. Post, I'm just And saying. I love how you said that, like a love letter. And it is. And I think that's hopeful for people who are going through something that seems very or is very traumatic at the time or very life-changing mm-hmm. in whatever way it is to understand that if done with, you know, thought and care and love, mm-hmm. all of our stories are a love story. 
right. at the end of the day on the other side of it. So it's like, if you have that as the knowledge, like how do I want to write my story and my journey, knowing that at the end, I'd prefer it to look like a love letter. How right. am I going to behave Good and point. how am I going to react? So your point was, I like that point because it's see the end and then mm-hmm. write the beginning. Mm. See the end and then write the story. Right. But I didn't have the 2020 vision to do that. Right. But one thing I realized when I was writing, and by the way, for the last four years, and if you read anyone's journal, it's like a walk <laughs> through hell, like a nightmare with like dead bodies coming out of the floor. And, you know, it's just like scary and right. horrible. But you can glean from that the pain. You know, the heart can be broken, but the heart doesn't have to shatter into a thousand pieces and then be just a mess. The heart can mm-hmm. break open and be mm-hmm. open to the possibilities of what life has to offer. And until you can have your heart broken, whether it be by you right. or someone else, I think else, that's important. Your heart is is going to be opened. And so all of the pain, and nobody really welcomes it, but I have to say I'm really not regretful for much of the pain because it has allowed me to Absolutely. open my heart and soul and mind to the possibilities of life. Mm-hmm. in great ways. And I think that's the case for that's everyone. That's just the yeah. the key. I mean, to know in it, when mm-hmm. you feel like your heart is broken, like mm-hmm. you're still breathing, mm-hmm. it's not. And all those pieces mm-hmm. come back together in this magical moasis. Oh, moasis? Moasis. Mosaic? Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like the two Well, that was combined. poignant, and it wasn't. Moasis. This beautiful moasic of the stories of your life. Mosaic, that, by the way, is the word. What did I say again the second moasic. time? You still did the moasis, which is funny. Mosaic? Mosaic. Oh, I got it. You got it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Tongue twister. <laughs> so anyway, all those quilted patterns yeah. of your life are all really important and have, you know, some reason. Uh, we recently... Last week, someone came to us together to talk about her story. And then I had a conversation the very next day with a friend about what they were going through. And it's nice to be, first of all, on that side of the coin where you can be like, oh, yes, tell me about about you and be able to empathize and understand. Right. Damn retainers. I know. Can't talk. She got a new retainer. Uh, side we're not talking about that. We're going to talk about a misline. Uh, but no, yeah, no. It, and that is... That's also uh, a place that I think of honor if your friend came right. to you because until you show who you were authentically to that person, they're honored. I mean, they're you're they're giving you their story, their soul. Right. Their here's my vulnerability. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's safe in your hands, Lee. And mm-hmm. that that was a quite an honor to have someone come to you and do that. Well, and I just think we always need to rely on somebody who's experienced in some way, shape, or form that the right. same things we have, whether that's not whether that's for that approval of just like, oh my gosh, someone needs to hear my voice and tell me I'm okay. Or how was this experience for you? What is going to happen? Mm-hmm. Or just somebody to listen to you and be like, that sucks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or I love you. And, you know, things are heavy for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I think just the point of it's okay to walk through your story, your journey, and feel that pain and sadness and confusion. Know that there is, I guess, a reason for it. Well, there always, there's always a reason for it. And, and, the reason I think for all of our pain and suffering is to open ourselves up mm-hmm. so that we become more of who we are. Right. I mean, it's our impression of the world, our reaction to the pain that is the pain. 
we don't have to become a victim of our circumstances. We can mm. be victimized without being the victim at the right. same time. People have all sorts of horrible things happening to them, but they mm. don't have to own that mm. thing. Mm. They can say now, uh, this has happened to me. And right. I will, with this, I will walk through that pain. If we can say anything on this podcast is please pay, please don't ignore your pain. Please don't, because it will just grow bigger and stronger and it will engulf you in one way or another, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and you will be its victim. Right. You will be, but to walk through it. And finally, I mean, by the way, it took me a while. It's not like every, <laughs> every bad thing that's happened, you know, I've always gone, and I'm going to just go headstrong into it. It took a while to learn that. Well, I think that's, you should say that again, because I don't think you generally look like a person who can be, you know, stopped, shut down. And I think it's nice like to hear that impression that I'm giving. That's good. Well, I think so. I mean, I think you're strong and you said it. I've been playing small for far too long, living in the shadow of others' expectations and my own limited self-worth. Like those people who look like they have it all sometimes. That's true. Really don't. Experience. We're all human. Right. We experience it. Right. All of it. I would also say, go to your strongest friend, the one you think is strongest, and ask him or her, how are you doing? Mm. No, how are you doing? I was thinking about that earlier. Like, yeah. how are you? Good. Okay, let's try that no, again. Let's, yeah. How are you? Good. And? Yeah. yeah. And uh, because it is the stronger people, or some people that are pretending, not even pretending, that they are strong. They are strong, but they're also holding a lot on their shoulders, in their heart, in their bodies. Um, and so I always try to be there for others. And one of my hardest things I do is to put up that boundary that says, mm. I've got to now stop and take care of myself. Right. Right. But, but because I've walked through so much and, um, and I'm old enough to have gone through so much more, I really love it when people depend on me to, to give them my insight, mm. but I need those insights from other people sometimes. And it doesn't always have to be wiser people. It can be from my 10-year-old granddaughter. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah. You, you know, just have to be open just, to it. You just be open to listening. And um, and I'm pleased with how strong I am, but I'm also equally vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And strength comes from that appreciation of Absolutely. the vulnerability that life is and continues to be. You don't finally get it. Yeah, yeah. It's just evolving. And that's what, just not like our relationship. We are continuing to evolve. And Lee's watchword, what is your watchword? You always want to be... <laughs> settled. Settled. She goes, I just don't feel settled. Everything's swirling around me. Everything's swirling. Yeah. Yeah. I need to go put my feet on the ground outside, probably. Probably barefoot. Probably. Because everything is generally swirling. If you really always. take a look at That's it. That's what earth and energy is. Yeah. And so... Deal with it, Lee. Become settled in your own unsettlement. Mm. And... I think that's what I have to do because I keep waiting on things to like, and sometimes the the, ah. the clouds do clear and you see the calm wind. There's no wind, there's no rain, there's no thunder and lightning. And you go, wow, this is nice. But it's just that instant. So take that instant when you find it in yourself, in your life, in your meditation, wherever you find it, and put it into that swirling day, you know, that getting back to, you know, gosh, you've got the teenagers going to school and 
your life isn't going to continue to swirl for a while. You've got some teenagers in your <laughs> you life. you got to deal with it. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, you, you it can't be structured perfectly every day. And that's when I know that I kind of and talk about that because your challenge I'm sorry I just interrupted you but I want to hear this because your challenge is that your your, um, courage is from you know you and I did this together this is my story in Huffington Post Mm. your story you did that also because you made the decision to get free of a a marriage that was not working for, for you that you have custody of your children every other week and while that's sometimes great, sometimes when it, there's challenges coming in their lives yeah, yeah. or in yours, it's hard, right? It is. I mean, I think that's an added layer of, you know, connection and knowing what's going on with your children. And I just feel like we're in a transitional phase, you know, personally with everything we have going on. And for me, that's when I'm most challenged to go oh God, I don't feel like my shit's together. And so that just feels bad. And I just want it to be fixed immediately. And so then I kind of have to lose my mind and you have to be like, listen, yeah, when are you going to learn this? Right? Well, no, like, I'm, I'm, I know you're very, very sweet about it, but no, that just, not always. well, <laughs> it's okay. But the, the things I know that you rely on your partner or your best friend or whomever to tell you, right. you know, it's your reaction. Like, here's the thing, write it down, right? deal with it. Yeah. I mean, it's really easy as you were addressing earlier, like, are you going to play the victim? Are you going to be victimized or are you going to take this and deal with it? And again, write it on a piece of paper. Yeah. Prioritize. I mean, sometimes it's just like, I just need to wash my hair. Let that be the top (laughs) of the list, right? I mean, because you, you might be, you can speak to mothers more than me, but the mothers and fathers just sometimes are like, ah, you know, work's going crazy sure. and kids are going crazy and, oh my God, are they doing drugs? I don't know. What are they doing? Are they, <laughs> what are they doing? So write down what is the thing that's driving you the most crazy and then check them off the list. Right. <laughs> Address them. Take it off so you're not sitting there ruminating over the things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, I don't, don't turn the story on me. We're telling your story. <laughs> but I think going back to... A, making a list, or B, writing your mm-hmm. story, which inter- which is interesting. You wrote your book mm-hmm. that didn't, I don't want to speak for you, but you're still evolving. Like a lot has changed oh, since that story. But the writing of that book first, mm-hmm. prior to us in that story, right. helped you, what you said, realizing that you weren't being there was vulnerable. There was a vastness that was starting to happen in writing that book. Hmm. I read about that in this article and, and pay attention to those things. I, I was paying attention very clearly. I mm-hmm. think, I mean, I, to those feelings that were happening and I just couldn't identify them. Mm. And just sometimes because you can't identify the feelings or the thoughts that are coming to your mind and or feelings that mine was always I always had the feelings in my heart. They hit me in the heart or the yeah. or the solar plexus. I think we all react in different ways. Some people think of things. I feel things. Mm-hmm. So I was feeling things before I could put words to them. Right. So I didn't even know what they were. But I realized and and I'm not I'm I'm very proud of my first book. And I'm gonna quit saying to Carrie, 
Carrie. She goes, what are we doing with all these books down here? Why don't we just burn them? (laughs) You know, I'm very proud of that first book because it was an opening for me Mm -hmm. and you and my, and my people. And, um, it also inspired others to find their own path. What I have found in the last four years is a whole like graduate school. Yeah. It's like, right. That was your undergrad book. And yeah. now this is your graduate <laughs> yeah. story. Yeah. So it, it, it feels really good. Yes. And I think and I'm that's not done. the point that yeah. your stories never finish. No, the stories it's not. Are and they get richer. The more you uh, allow the brokenness of you to open and accept the vulnerability and then to look and see and feel the beauty and the expansiveness of life, then you are limitless. I mean, mm. basically, you are limitless. Yes, you're going to get in your way because you're going to fall back into your old habits, which I do on a daily basis, which says, oh gosh, what will people think of me? Oh goodness, what will my sure. family now say? <laughs> you know, oh my, what, you know. And then you have to remember, again, for the, the zillionth time, what is more important, what others think of you or what or your truth that you're living. And they might not like you. They might not even understand you. Guess what? That's the way life is. When we live our truth, it can be confusing and hard for those that have gotten used to you being who you were before. And so I say, accept those people, love them, but allow them to find their own path. And that's, that's so much easier said than done. Sure. And, I, and again, I'll go back to this article. I feel that it is a love story, uh, a love letter. I really do. Um, it started out being about me, and then it was maybe about you, but I realize right. it's all of us, my, mm-hmm. my family, mm-hmm. and, um, and what we've gone through as a whole. And But I was very careful to write from my perspective. Right. That's what all it is. Never, ever, ever assume to speak for anyone else. <laughs> That's not a good idea. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Are you excited? I'm really excited. <laughs> yes. And I'm, you know, so. There you uh, go. I'm great. You could keep writing with my story in it. That way I don't have to do it. So <laughs> we're good. Well, you that, this has got me be excited. Be the co-author of my this story. This actually got me excited. So now that I'm published and all, all that, um, now I'm really excited about taking this further and, and writing more, maybe speaking a little bit more. And um, so here we go. Love it. Yeah. So here we go. There's a lot. Well, there's a lot more to come. Hope you all read it. Click the link. Give it a read. Think yeah. about your own story. Help yeah, your friends, your, your family. Yeah. You know, share their stories. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here. Just a bunch of humans on the earth, kind of yeah. interweaving our stories with each other. They're very yeah. rich. And that's one of the, the things we're going to do on the podcast coming forward too. We were last week talking to our producer and, and I thank you guys for supporting us by the way on this podcast. Cause there's a lot of you out there now and we're excited about like that. It. So keep, by the way, rating, I hate to do that. It felt like a commercial right now but yeah. and, and, you mean it, and saying things on YouTube or on the podcast that you're, um, link you're listening to, but, um, we're going to really, we're trying to get more stories on, right? So we want you to share your stories. And some of you have reached out to us and I promise we are listening to every single person and we would love to have you join us. And we, we've we got some people coming on to, yeah, be uh, fun. to talk about that sort of thing. And of course, we're going to have Phil back. Woo! 
Yeah. So <laughs> get excited. But yeah. Um, so go out today and share your story and share your life and, and find one little tiny thing, just one little tiny thing that you can do that is truly just significantly you. Even if you've been doing like I did, sort of hiding in a in a facade of who pe- you want people to think you are. But do that one thing for you that sort of breaks open that shell and makes you feel more, your breath come deeper and your smile be broader and your life feel lighter. That's that's what I want you to do today. That's it. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks. Job well done. Thank you. Thank you. You too. See you next time. Love Love you. Thanks for listening to us today, wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, you can now find our podcast on YouTube. Yeah. If you liked it, please share, rate, and review. We love five stars. And we hope you'll work out with us online or in studio at hilliardstudiomethod.com. Bye.